Hello, welcome to the Role Playing Exchange. I'm looking around here, and just you, Ethan? Yeah, where where is everybody? I, I don't know, man. That's uh, kind of strange. Um, this is this is all the people we can get. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're doing doing something a little different, something a little different today. Okay. So what are we doing today? Uh, well, we're doing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, a little while ago, Wizards put out a second starter box set. And it had some rules for quote unquote one v one, not one v one. That's a bad way to put it. <laughs> Me, you motherfucker. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna murder your character. Personally. <laughs> um, but for one on one rules, for lack of a better word, one player rules uh, turned out to be a little sparse, but it seemed interesting enough to give a shot. So I thought I'd uh, run a little short adventure out of the book for Adam and uh, just kind of see how it goes. So um, shout out, by the way, to um, known in the uh, Mix 6 Discord as Toby from RPG Logic Podcast, who actually sent me this before it was released uh, in full. It was available at Target at first, but I could not find it at any Target near me. And he was able to, God bless him, he went to three different stores and finally found it and shipped it to me. So huge shout out to him. Go check that out. Yeah, thank you very much. Available now everywhere. So it's called... Uh, so not just that fancy French store, Target. That's right. No, it's come down to the masses. So it's uh, the Essentials Kit. The book is called Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. And it's uh, pretty cool. You can actually play it with the uh, first starter box. It takes place in the same setting. So you can actually meld the two into one if you want to so it's kind of cool sounds that way so uh adam why don't you give a short introduction to your character all right so i am playing a rogue a uh level four thief his human despite the fact that that, you know the the book's like it needs to be an elf it needs to be an elf and while it should be an elf sometimes you know a calling is a calling so i am playing morded high trap which uh, sounded like a good thievy name. He uh, is uh, a ne'er do a uh, criminal. More small scale stuff, um, just breaking into people's houses, kind of stuff. He has got a. Let me double check. I've got you know, a fairly decent charisma of fourteen, so I'd like to say that he has also been the face of a couple of different operations. Um, yeah. You know, Nothing too big. He's still, despite being level four, he's kind of uh, not ventured into a place that requires uh, slit throats or anything like too hardcore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So tell me about the last job. I think you said. Oh, yeah. Previously. All right. Taking a page out of uh, Red Dead Redemption 2's book, I really liked the idea that during his last job, he was like, We'll just put it this way. He went in silent and things got hot and things got hot pretty quick. He was uh, breaking into a noble's place and he had greased enough palms with his meager funds to try to arrange for these uh, noble people to be elsewhere. But they weren't elsewhere. And uh, he managed to get what he was looking for, which was some rare jewelry. But in the midst of fleeing, he had to stash it in a build another building, and then he is hiding out on mm. a boat. So Excellent. just kind of waiting for things to go down. So you know everything was 
middle of the night. And by the way, we will go ahead and say that he uh, stashed the jewelry in a uh, like stable next to an end. In the okay. end. So he has uh, used some of his knowledge of deception and concealing to hopefully store these there. And then he took off. Whistles were blowing through the night street as he ran away. Eventually, they were distant as he got closer to the wharf, grabbed a uh, jacket that was uh, laid next to a chair of some men that was working, kind of draped it over his shoulders, and grabbed uh, some freight and walked onto a boat, and now he's hiding in the storage area. So you are a little bit of a stowaway, a little bit uh, undercover then. Yeah. So, well, I was undercover getting on the boat, but I have not been uh, assuming that role. Since okay. getting on the boat, I've just kind of hit out. Though I do have gotcha. the jacket nearby. Okay, very cool. Well, then we open yes, on a ship, uh, the Deatros, that is uh, currently currently sailing, has been on the sea for a couple of days. Uh, if you have uh, been lurking about the ship, you have uh, identified a couple of, of uh, key individuals, a uh, rich woman in fine clothing, uh, who's been referred to as Zara, Zara Edgerton. Okay. Uh, a man in uh, very official-looking clothing, Brecken Aldar, and Captain Kennet, who, of course, uh, runs the ship. So, have you just been laying low? Have you uh, made yourself known? Have you tried to blend in at all? I think. I think. I was hoping to get off the boat before you know it took off, and when I felt the anchor be pulled up. There was a fleeting moment where I was like, oh, shit, and I donned the jacket and ran to the dock, or not to the dock, but ran aboard the top of the ship to see how far we were out, and I was discovered then, but I played it off as being a wino who drunkenly stumbled onto the boat, so I've kind of been working a little bit, I would say, at this point for my meals. Okay, very cool. So where... Where would we find uh, Morded, Morded High Trap at the yep. present moment? Morded High Trap is not a scene person whatsoever. So Morded uh, would either be swabbing the decks because he heard that what needs to be done oftentimes. So he's been out and doing some cleaning on the deck. But he is also, he's rather pale complected and his skin is getting rather rosy and starting to burn. So at this moment, he has befriended the cook and he is helping to cook peeled potatoes in the kitchen. Okay. Or the galley, if that's what you would call it. We'll go, we'll go with the galley. You're not much of a seafaring man, but he calls it the galley. So, (laughs) and so the cook is a, you might expect he's a kind of a burly man. He sort of what you would you would picture as a ship's cook. Yeah, and uh, he's been preparing a meal, and he he kind of barks at you. Oi! Uh, yeah. just, go ahead and serve it. Yes. <laughs> Ward kind of cocks his head sideways like a confused dog, and uh, what did he say? I couldn't make out what you said. Go on. He wants you to uh, serve dinner to the to the oh. guests. Oh. Oh, of course, of course, of course. So with a gl- grand flourish of my hand, you know, I kind of wave out and then I grab the, uh, I guess it would be more of a large cauldron kind of pot. And I've kind of picked it up and it's, you know, a little hot and all that, but I've got some like, you know, stuff on my hands, keep it from burning. And I kind of got to press against my chest and I'm carrying it out into the uh, general area. Yeah, I'm not, not the, uh, not the, 
the fanciest dinner by any means that you've ever seen, but it's the yeah. best they could uh, they could muster. You kind of get the sense that the the cook is trying to impress. Mm. He's impressed me because I got a strength of eleven. <laughs> and I mean, I've got this thing right up against my chest. And um, I think at this point, I'm, I'm probably also, of course, I'm kind of going for this like jovial dumbass kind of uh, <laughs> facade out there. Playing so, dumb. I mean, yeah, playing that. I'm like, I'm, I'm damn near cabin boy rowing out there and setting this uh, thing on the table. And it's, it's <laughs> did you hear my daughter screaming at me? <laughs> Yes, that was actually the pirates screaming at me. They, I'm a <laughs> that was the men being jovial and, <laughs> and treating you like their bitch. <laughs> so soup sloshes up on my face into my three day scruffy beard and down the front of my shirt. I step back and uh, the men have at the, the soup. Yeah. And uh Amongst the the men at uh, another table, though further further towards the front, uh, are the inspector. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll say the inspector. You recognize him as a, him as a, uh, a lawman. Uh, the inspector, uh, the rich woman, and the captain all sit at with the captain at the front of the table, and the two of them uh, kind of flying. And they they kind of motion over a little in sense that you've served the crew first. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I kind of just look over here, boy. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking at the big pot and then I'm looking at them and looking at the big pot and looking at them. And then I walk over and get their plates and start to go back to fill it up at the table because the sailors are kind of intimidating looking. <laughs> or I try to waiting on her food, son. Mm. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. So scrambling over, you know. People are laughing at me as I dip in there and, you know, get her a bowl of soup and bring it back. Oh, Ma'am, I'm so sorry. I apologize. It was it was pretty damn, excuse my language, it was pretty heavy. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's like, oh, you poor thing. And kind of like pats you on the shoulder. You see her on her hand is a, a large diamond ring. Ooh, I, uh, I do notice that. And I glance at it and then I make a, perp- a, a point to look away from it to... Uh, to one of the uh, what was the I got Kenneth and I got Zara. What was the other man's name? I didn't get that written down. Uh, Brecken. Brecken. I look at Brecken and uh, I go. Uh, let me. Uh, I apologize, sir. And I grab his uh, bowl and plate and scurry off to fill it up as well. Does Brecken notice me? Notice the ring? Or a little bit? Uh, actually, well, yeah. I've already said it, so he does. Yes. Yeah. I bring it back. You see him squint a little bit. Um, you can't, you maybe can't tell entirely if he's just suspicious of a, uh, a gruff sailor or if he saw your eyes wander towards that ring, but hmm. yeah, I, I will definitely hand it to him, his bow to him, making sure not to linger with him. Now, uh, captain, I, I, I apologize for this. Allow me and then y'all grab his stuff and bring it back. Is there anything else that you, uh, you all require? I'm kind of new at this. A glass of wine for all of us. Be fine. Okay. Well, sure. And I scurry back to the uh, cook in the kitchen. It's like, uh, the captain says that he requires some of your finest. The uh, cook pours a couple glasses of wine and gives you a serving tray. Okay. Like, careful with that. It's the best we go up. <laughs> Just cooking sherry, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, I will. Um, it's when he's not looking. Well. Hmm. 
One for them, one for me. So as you know, <laughs> as I pour Breckens, I drink it, and then I pour Breckens again, and you know, you know, kind of. So I drink out of his cup, and then I've you know got me a nice little warm kind of feeling in my belly, and I'll bring the empty the the full glasses back out to the table. Uh, thank you, gentlemen and lady. Not looking at the ring. Not looking at the ring. <laughs> don't look. Don't look. Don't look at the ring. Don't look at the ring. <laughs> oh shit! I looked at the ring, didn't I? Shit! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the uh, they kind of dismiss you and uh, go about their dinner, and the captain orders you to go upstairs and continue swabbing the deck. And uh, about half an hour or so later, the uh, some of the guests meander onto the deck of the ship. Uh, it's somewhat dusky out, and there is a little bit of thunder off in the distance, but otherwise it's a relatively clear and cool night. Okay. And uh, while you while you lounge at the far side of the ship, uh, the Inspector Brecken sort of meanders on over to you and and kind of kind of gives you a bit of a glance and he says, "Nice night out, isn't it?" Uh, he, uh, Mordid has been kind of lightly puffing at a pipe that he had won from one of the sailors in a card game. Like he, you know, did actually have a deck of cards on him there. So uh, he, you know, put, takes a few light puffs, exhales, nods, and it's like, yeah, it it seems like quite a nice night. It's like, how many more of these nights are we going to have before we hit land? I keep forgetting. I believe the captain says we've got about four days left on this journey. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, well, I've, I'm starting to get my legs about me, so it works out pretty good. So he just kind of puffs away, staring off into the distance. I didn't get your name, Brecken Aldar. Oh, Ed, I, I apologize. I don't believe I gave it. My name is uh, Morded Flytrap. <laughs> and he, uh, as he extends his arm to shake your hand, you you do see a, a bat lawman's badge over the uh, breast pocket of his coat. Oh, shit. I should have picked a better uh, name than one that was really close to my name. Uh, but, you know, kind of cutting my card. Well, Morted will uh, shake his hand. It was a pleasure, sir. A pleasure. Uh, what, what brings you aboard this fine vessel? Well, I found it on good authority that there may be a criminal aboard. Oh, I mean, there they seem like a rough bunch, but I mean, really, I don't believe that any of these people are criminals. I mean, the cook is a bit of a uh, hard ass, but you know, not like criminal though. Like that, that, that kind of sounds um, juicy. Like anything in particular you're looking for? Well, there was a robbery not long ago. I do believe the thief stashed his score and has made it. Made his way out of town, and uh, during during the course of the conversation, the wind has has steadily picked up, and uh, the thunder has increased a little bit, and it seems there may be a storm off, not long coming. How close is he standing to the edge of the deck? I mean, uh, the rail. Well, uh, he's he's kind of leaning on it right next to you. <laughs> Morted kind of looks in the opposite direction, puffing the pipe, uh, struggling with the thought of. He's not a murderer, but, <clears throat> you know, if this man fell overboard, that would probably make his life a hell of a lot easier. It's like, hmm. He kind of, you know, finally puts his hands, uh, turns back around, puts his hands back on the rail. It's like, well, if I do see anything untoward, I will certainly let you know. Um, I certainly hope you do. And he kind of like, he kind of eyes you like he's uh, 
a little bit knowing, but he can't be sure. Hmm. Now, is there anything that I could do for, you know, a row of swords for uh, uh, subterfuge on this? You could make a, let's see, disguise is not a skill. You could make a deception check if you'd like to try and uh, try and deceive him. Yeah, that sounds great. What my, For those of you at home, there is a ship that's been sighted off the starboard bow, i.e. my <laughs> wife has pulled in the driveway. <laughs> Joycey. Yes, my honey, mommy's here. <laughs> we <laughs> preparing to board. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this deception row, okay? Uh, I guess that what's good. Like, I do apologize. I haven't played D&D for a while. All right, so I see I got the, the skill at plus four, so I mm-hmm. guess I'm rolling charisma. I have to top my way through this. Yes, so that uh, that plus four is your charisma plus your proficiency, since you're proficient in that. So you roll a d20 and add four to the result. It looks like I got a 19 with the plus four. Okay, a 19. That's pretty high. Yeah, so he, uh, he seems a little bit, as over the course of the conversation, he seems to put himself a little more at ease uh, and... You get you get the sense that maybe he has started to think that rather than a a thief with a reputation, you may just be a uh, a rough sailor. Uh, and the rain has steadily started to pick up. Uh, there's another peal of thunder. It picks up more towards the end of the conversation, and uh, and the first mate shouts at you to uh, to come and help. Well, I Calls uh... over to to the uh, stern or. To the back of the boat. We really should go back and play more more uh, Sea of Thieves. Like I think we would really be yeah. more prepared for this. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it would be uh, some good research ahead of time. But <laughs> all right, so I will go ahead and uh, tip my pipe. The uh, you know the part the chamber I think what you would call it over the edge of the ship and kind of tap it on the rail. So, uh, and you know, I, I kind of lightly clasp him on the shoulders like. It has been good. It's been good speaking with you. But uh, duty she calls, and he, I will scurry off to take care of that. First mate waves you over. He's like, "Boy, you come here. Squall uh, <laughs> on the squall on the starboard bow." Okay, I, I have to actually look to where they're pointing. Like, oh, starboard. Okay, and then yeah. like, <laughs> I go over there and uh, just pick up or do whatever they want me to do. Wind's been picking up steadily. Uh, says. Right, you need to get up there and cut loose that mast. Unfurl the sail. All right. So I will. I guess I'm scurrying up that. So it would sounds like a dex check, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. All right. So what kind of difficulty? Athletics. If you're, uh, you're not really. So uh, you can go ahead and do uh, just a regular dex check. Okay. Or athletics, just whatever you want. I mean, I got a strength of eleven. I'll I'll take I'll take my I'll take my medicine. Really seems like athletics would be the. Uh, I was going to be generous, but uh, yeah, I'll I'd take say it. athletics would be the uh, thing to roll. That's fine. So I guess I'm still rolling a d20 with no modifier, uh, and uh, that would be an eleven. I have yeah. So that's, not a good not show. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but it's not hard to uh, to climb. They've got ropes already laid out, so on and so forth. So uh, you you. Start steadily making your way up the mast. Uh, you see, uh, though the the skyline is growing darker and darker, you see a uh, a faint green light and a soft, almost like your heart beating in your ears. Uh, and as you you climb further, as your your ship 
steadily carried forward further and further. Uh, you climb higher, that green light pulses again, uh, and you see what looks like as you reach the the top where the uh, the sail has stuck to one side, a rope has bound and will not let the uh, the sail turn. Uh, from there, it almost looks like the uh, the shine of a lighthouse, and the storm has has grown fiercer and fiercer at this point. I will uh, scream down that there's something out here, and I'm going to go ahead and try to, to cut the knot loose. Okay. Uh, you can make an attack roll. You're buffeted by the wind, so it is difficult to maneuver up there. Okay. So just regular attack. Uh, that was a 19 before if I add anything to that. Okay. That's definitely enough. So you managed to uh, you managed to hack right through that rope. Uh, and the sail unfurls, and the ship actually lurches as the sail uh, finally turns. So go ahead and make a, I'll say, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So that will be a plus six because it's a saving throw. Yeah. Got your proficiency added to that. So with the plus six, I got a 17. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the ship lurches, and you kind of you kind of go with the, like a, a bull rider. You you kind of go with the sudden lurch and grab onto the the wooden beam that you're on and uh that green light waves through once again and uh the first mate has climbed up a little bit he says looks like a lighthouse it's green ship. light do they do green light it's like not usually but any part in the storm and that light flashes quicker and quicker and that that all your heart beats in your ears louder and louder and louder I'm going and to... uh, there is a sudden lurch of the boat, and you hear the splintering of wood, and everything goes dark. Mm. Then uh, time passes. You don't know how long, but your your eyes kind of fade open and back into unconsciousness and, and back again. You, you see uh, what look to be uh, humanoid figures winged crawling near, near some people next to you. You hear gulls calling out uh you feel sand under your your hands uh, and you hear a voice shouts out and you see a hand reach down to one of the, the figures and and pulls it back uh, if you look around you see many dead bodies and uh through your your blurred vision you see what looks like a half work standing uh with tattered almost like leather but if it was made from octopus skin mm. and he stands over the uh several of the dead bodies he reaches you see him reach down and he he picks up a sailor who seems to still be alive and stabs him with a gauntlet on his hand lets him back down into the sand you um i assume are not drawing attention to yourself oh no no and do i see is he is there anyone else there it's just the orc doing the uh, there are two other other humanoid figures winged. They look like what you imagine harpies would look like. Uh, and the half orc stands up, and he he kind of calls out across the beach. Says, "You have been judged by an angry god. You've been found wanting. Rest now. Know your purpose has been served." And he sort of starts walking away. You you fade into unconsciousness again. Okay. Uh, the next next thing, you open your eyes and you see one of those winged figures standing above you with a, a sharp talon reaching down towards a necklace on your on your chest. 
Hmm. Is uh, am I able to? I kind of reach. Do I feel my my blade? Did I cut the sail with? Is it in my hand? Uh, it is. You glance down, and it is just out of reach of your hand. And sand in the eye. Then, uh, well, before you reach down, you uh, grab a handful of sand, and the harpy's eyes dart to your hand, and a halfling rushes and tackles that thing out of the way, and you see it. He kind of like waves his hand in what looks to be. Uh, the shape of a holy symbol mm-hmm. and a, uh, a little plume of fire flies down and scorches the sand next to the harpy's feet and it shrieks and runs away. Reach down and grab my blade and uh, kind of look up and eye the uh, halfling, you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he like kind of looks down at you. He's like, that was a close one. Uh, yeah, I am very appreciative of your help. Are you okay? I think we might be the only ones left. I am far from okay, but okay. Um, shit. Uh, I just kind of look around. It's like, do we have a place to hide? I don't know. There's that lighthouse up there and maybe the cave. Oh, neither of those sound wonderful. I think the tide's coming in. Okay. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's, maybe we can hide in a cave. I don't know about the lighthouse. That's what they use. I saw green light. Um, that sounds important. We don't need to go there. No, no, no lighthouse. I don't know. I don't see much else. The cave is on the way to the lighthouse. Let's go to the cave then. Sound good? Yeah. I'm Morted. Kind of. I'm Everick. Hey, were you on That's the boat nice too? To yes. Oh, I'm a, I'm a sailor. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you. I was on my way to, uh, to another city. I have, I have something important to bring to a temple, but looks like I'm stranded here. Oh, we'll find a way off. There's, there's, uh, they all can't be gone. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can find everyone. Maybe, uh, Beck, Brecken, he's a smart cat. Like, he's probably here. We'll go to the cave. We'll, re, we'll, re, we'll regroup. We'll fi- figure our way off this place. Okay. And, uh, the both of you get up and, uh, you turn and you see, uh, uh, no, you don't see. You hear from behind you another voice go, Oh my God. Someone else is alive. <laughs> I turn around and look, see who it is. Uh, behind you, there is a large, really a giant for the, uh, considering the normal size of a crab. Talking crab? I know what you're thinking. Either you hit your head really hard, or I'm a talking crab. The answer is probably both. Mm. Well, at, at this point, I really don't feel like we need to, uh, we don't need to be picking, um, you know, Arguing with the uh, company we keep. Uh, Everett's like looking at you like, are you seeing this shit? Uh, Tiwo, we can go to the cave and we can talk about how you talk. Does that sound okay? Not too invasive? That sounds great, actually. I was going to bring you to the cave. The cave sounds like a great idea. We were going there. Cave's great. (laughs) Uh, That's a good place to go. Actually, actually you could uh, maybe meet... Eh, he's not doing so great. But... uh, my old uh, master, my old master oh. Moral, he's there right now. Oh, would, he's we, Everett. We would love to. It, the the halfling's name is Everett, right? Uh, Everick. Everick. V e r i c. Everick. It's Everett Brothers. Uh, Everick. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, let's, let's, let's go. Let's make haste. It sounds great. All right. Kind follow of, me. And the uh, before we leave, do I see anything like left by the uh, rest of the people they were? 
pilfering through the bodies. Is there any weapons or anything that was left on the shore? Uh, yeah, like a, a couple of, you know, like things you might typically find on a sailor. There's a couple daggers here and there, rope, uh, various bits of wood. I think I'll, if, it, if it's just for narrative purpose of me just having a dagger to throw or rope, because, you know, I mean, you always need the fucking rope. Um, like, if I can pick those up, I will. Yeah, that's okay. fine. And the dagger would do a D4 of damage plus your your dex. Okay, I'll just so hide basically that. basically the same modifiers as the short sword on your character sheet, but a D four instead of a D six. So, okay, I'll just hide it in my boot. And so uh, uh, the the crab who doesn't really have a name, we'll just call him Crab, uh, right. t- takes you up into the uh, the cave. The cave is actually a little bit. Uh, there is the the beach, and then a pathway which you reach by climbing a stone staircase carved into the cliff face. And then you you travel uh, 15 or 20 feet across the walkway, which goes over the ocean in the direction of the uh, the lighthouse and into a cave. And there is a almost like a side cave. There's a tunnel and a, a cave off to the side. And uh, Crab stops and he's, now my master, I mentioned a banshee now. Cool? It's cool. It'll be I- fine. <laughs> can I, can we retcon and say the crab's name is Ragoon? Sure. I love I love Crab <laughs> like I'm glad. I was afraid it was too on the nose. But <laughs> a banshee, you say? I have never ever. Have you ever met a banshee? Because I sure as hell have. Wait, am I nervous? <laughs> well timed. <laughs> Everett looks pretty uh pretty wigged out by that uh, by that idea. Oh, oh it'll I be have- fine. A banshee can kill you with a scream. A harpy can kill you with a claw. An orc can kill you with a sword. A lighthouse oh, can kill you. With are, there's so many things that can kill us here. No, we should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the crab anyway. kind of pipes up. He's like, uh, so I kind of want to get my master to not be a banshee. So oh, he had what? this shell, this conch, and that prick in that Lighthouse stole it, so if you get it for me, I'll make you a deal. Mm, okay. Those Ooh. ships out there, and he uh, kind of points out, you you recall seeing several shipwrecks out while you woke up on the beach. I'll go out there and I'll get you something, but you gotta go and get that conch for me. I, I don't see any objections to this. Do you? I mean, Ragoon seems to be like a really like I. I've never met a, a cultured crab like this. Pretty solid guy for a crab. Indeed, indeed. Uh, hmm. You know what? That sounds fine. That sounds lovely. So you'll get me anything out there. Would yeah, one of those be something. like? And he like snaps his claws and moves back and forth. Like, magic. Ooh. I like magic. Ooh. And if hey. you can... hmm? great. Okay. Uh, Eric, are you go- like, fuck it. You're good. Come on. Let's just, just go uh, get a conch shell. Terrific. I'd shake on it, but I'd probably snap your fingers off. So, mm, okay. Well, you start, like, is your, bo- does your boss want to speak to us right now? Or he can't because he's a bad shit. Not so much with the speaking. He's uh, and you like kind of look in the cave and uh, you see a kind of a ghostly figure sort of, almost like apparating here and there different places, like picking up rocks and digging through sand. Like he's searching for something Mm. really wants to find that shell. Raccoon. It's as good as here. How many assholes are in that lighthouse? I don't like assholes. At least three. 
<sighs> Everett, what do you think of three assholes? Well, those harpies are pretty nasty, but I think with the two of us, we could, I think we would stand a chance. I mean, I'm just a simple sailor, but and I just kind of, you know, look at my short sword a little bit. It's like, how hard can it be? And, you know, just kind of <laughs> sheaves it back. I mean, I'm sure it's probably not doing much for his confidence, but we'll we'll kind of go with that. Plus, maybe if we get to that lighthouse, we could signal for ships and, and get ourselves out of here. That would be wonderful. Awesome. Okay, we'll, we'll do this. Um, do, uh, Ragoon, before we go, like, what do you know about this lighthouse, other than there's assholes in it? Well, I know the Harpies have a... Oh, wrong voice. This is the wrong character. Hang on. <laughs> well, I know that the Harpies have a nest up there. They'll probably try and fly down and attack you on the way up the stairs. Hmm. That would be unfortunate. There have been ships crashing into it for, for a couple of weeks. Ah, so they've been here for a couple weeks doing this. They did they run? Was that your off greenhouse or greenhouse? Excuse me, lighthouse. <laughs> I was thinking of the green light. No, not ours. I don't know whose it was. Mm. It was empty before he got here. The wind's really picking up. Okay. <laughs> uh, hmm. Okay, so we need to watch out for from the above. Uh, do I have? Uh, I, I know with my loadout, I think I. I think I had a longbow. Do I still have that, or is that gone? I'm okay if it's gone. No, I'll say you uh, were were able to salvage the the equipment you already had on you. Okay, sounds good. I will, um, I guess, keep that in hand a little bit. Like, well, we'll we'll sync up there. Let's uh, let's go, Everett. I I think this would be great. Um, do you know anything about harpies? I kind of say as we walk away and leave Ragoon. I've heard. I've heard their songs are enchanting, so oh. you hear them try and sing. Cover your ears. You know, that is, that sucks. Okay, so um, looking through my stuff on my, bo- on my body, I'm kind of looking, you know what? I'm going to take a dagger, and I'm going to cut a length of that jacket that I'm wearing, like a really small length of it. And I am just going to go ahead and just like, cut up to like ear sized or ear hose sized strips and wad them up and just kind of I'm not pushing them all the way in my ear but I'm kind of you know kind of wadding it up getting ready and then I'll make some from forever. For those of you at home I've went to concerts before and be like oh yeah I forgot my earplugs. So I have and I looked really stupid but I have ripped I have ripped the filters off of cigarettes and stuck them in my ears <laughs> because I did not want to be deaf. So I would rather look like well, I have long hair, so I can hide it. But beneath that hair, I looked like a real dumbass. I just want to say, <laughs> like no one's going to listen to us. I hope so. I mean, I feel like that's safe with you, Ethan. You won't tell anyone, just me and you. Here. I won't tell anyone, but I, on the other hand, do hope someone else listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> and if you would like to. Uh, leave a comment or a like or you know anything like that but anyway about about adam shoving cigarette butts in his ears yeah like i've I've lived a very checkered past you should probably old butt ears we called them (laughs) he hears just like philip morris does (laughs) which i don't know what that is like wheezing and hacking but fuck it um So after I kind of make my makeshift, I hope it's going to work like thing and hand it to like (laughs) the cut up piece of shirt to the halfling cleric. Is that what he was? Sort of seems like it. Okay. So 
So yeah. just so ahead of you, out of the uh, that little tunnel, the cave off to the side. Uh, basically, it's steps up a long, kind of like if you've seen a, you know, like a like a rock face and the uh, the path on top of it that leads to the lighthouse ahead of you, and the stairs wind up it. Can I see the harpies perched anywhere? Uh, very vaguely uh, to the west side of the lighthouse, you see what looks to be a harpy nest. Hmm. A harpy nest. Okay. So, Everick, you know what would probably get their attention? If their nest was on fire. Yeah, I, I think it might. Awesome. I think it might make them mad, though. They're going to be pissed anyway. That's a really good point. Oh, God, they're going to be mad. They're going to be real mad. So, I'll tell you what, let's ease a little closer. Maybe, like, I, I don't think I have, and I'm going to go through my equipment real here. Do I have anything combustible? I have a tinderbox, but I doubt if I shoot the tinderbox at the <laughs> mess. I don't think it works like that, does it? <laughs> Not quite. But I okay. love the idea of of someone just strapping a tinderbox to the front of an arrow and being like, whoop. <laughs> That'll like, show them. <laughs> it's like two pails, so it goes like what? And the thing just like explodes. Oh. <laughs> uh. So... Yeah, we, um, I'll tell you what, I would like to, to the best of my thieving abilities, I would like to uh, maybe even go ahead a bit. And one of my idea of what I'm thinking is I'm going to see if I can sneak ahead, find a good spot, watch the harpies and kind of cover uh, Everett as he makes his way up to where I am. And we're just going to kind of ahead, you know, him catch up ahead, him catch up and stuff like that. So we kind of have. Overwatch. I would like to, if he is, what I'm not saying, like while while I play a really delightful, I'm trying to play like a really delightful, cheerful person and stuff like that. He acknowledges, Morton acknowledges that and doesn't want anything bad to happen to anyone, really. He, I mean, it's just business. But if something comes after Everick, then that leaves him with a prime opportunity to strike it as well as protect him. So, you know, I don't. I don't really think of it as bait. Bait is such a strong word. <laughs> bait is a strong word, but I'm going <laughs> I'm going first. So I mean it's like I'm trying to be noble at the same time. But yeah, so there's my thought. Um I call them processes, but in college that my professor called it processes. So there's my thought processes. Okay. Yeah, if you want to try and go forward a little bit hidden, of course you could roll stealth. Okay, I am going to row stealth, and that would be, unfortunately, just 16. Maybe good enough. I don't know. You don't have to. Yeah. You take what you can out of that. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's find out. Oh, they have a wisdom of zero. Interesting. So, uh, are you encouraging Everett to just make a break for it, or? I'm trying to get ahead right? of Everett first, and then I am going to cover as he walks my way so like i was rolling at least at this point for my stealth part of it to see if i got caught but you you can interpret it how you want to obviously yeah well if you're not if you're not giving him any real direction he's going to try and be sneaky okay and oh everett rolled a 19 
really feel like I'm starting to wonder about this man cleric my ass. <laughs> hey, he is a halfling, so that, and you know what? I I'm starting to wonder which which god he is praying to, and maybe I should I didn't really put a god down. I haven't <laughs> But maybe I'll start. <laughs> I can start being persuaded, you know? Yeah. So you uh yeah, you guys managed to get about halfway you're able to get up a flight of stairs kind of hunker back to the cliff face with your bow out you cover him as he as he runs forward and he is nimble he is surprising for a barefoot little halfling and he is he's taking those steps two at a time he is quick quiet and he he catches up with you and he's like hey we're, we're not dead yet you know what this day is starting to look up I agree. We'll, and, we'll, we'll do this and again. He does look up when you say that. He's like, "Yeah, that's probably the best thing that's happened to me all day." And what? And what am I? Offend? Uh, yo, mock offense? Like, don't worry <laughs> about this. We, we we got this. I was on a boat, and I'm gonna go ahead and try to uh, sneak the next way in if I can. So. That would be a twenty-one on that stealth. I, in fact, motherfucker, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta represent. You know, it's very good. And uh, it goes ahead, and he's going to try and sneak up. Oh, well, that was a seven. Uh, and he he starts making his way up. Uh, you are now at basically the base of the stairs that lead up to a large, um, a large like the flat top of the cliff face. And as he starts making his way up the, the snaking, winding snares, or stairs, not snares. It's a staircase full of bear traps is what it is. Uh, <laughs> he starts making his way up the stairs and uh, his feet slip out from under him and some, some loose rocks sort of scatter down. And uh, you hear a uh, cry from, uh, from where you, you previously saw what looked to be the harpy's nest. So I think we should I- all roll initiative. Alright. That is also a d20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus your dex. Fuck. 13. Yeah, so I wrote a th- Mine is a 13. Very good. Uh, Eric didn't roll so hot. <laughs> and... Alright, so you actually are uh, up first. So... Are, are, th- are they actually within sight yet? They are not. So you could hold your action... Uh, if you want, and you basically how that works is you establish a trigger for your action. You won't be able to move, but you could say when the harpies are within sight, I fire, but I attack. I make an attack roll at them. And would that be kind of like a sneak attack? Uh, you would be a well. Uh, you don't know if they see you or not, but if you are able to attack unseen, yes, it would be. You would get your sneak attack damage. So. Um, is it is it also within the cards if I like say fired my arrow several feet back to where we was to make different sound if that would distract them enough for Everett to get to cover or like I'm just trying to debate and know if that's even an option I'm trying to decide. Uh, you could try and make a distraction if you want. You could you could probably do either. You really biffed that stealth check. Oh, he did. You yeah. know what? I guess I'm just going to kind of hunker down and, uh, oh, shoot. How many harpies did they say there were? 
too? Uh, you don't know. Okay, good point, good point, good point. We could probably do this. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm just going to... I'm afraid I can't guarantee that the arrow is gonna going to be distracting enough, but I believe that if I can hold my action and try to find a hiding place, that maybe I can uh, even the odds a bit more, because we're going to have to kill these assholes anyway. Okay, sounds good. Uh, conveniently enough, the harpies go next, and they uh, they do fly out of their nest. You see two of them uh, flying down towards you, and uh, I'll say, go ahead. You can you can make that attack roll for your held action. Okay. Let's see. So it would just be, I guess, Dex and uh, attack is. Uh, and you will have advantage on this because you are attacking unseen because okay. your your stealth did not beat. I'm sorry, your, their uh, perception did not beat your stealth. So you can roll twice and take the higher of the two. All right, I rolled an 18 plus. What do I roll for attack on uh, arrows? Would that be. Uh, plus four, it looks like, with the longbow. Okay, so that'd be, okay, 22. Well, that definitely hits. You did roll twice, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Always roll, even if your first roll is 19, your second one might be a 20. So always roll twice when you have an advantage. Okay. Uh, so that definitely hits. Uh, okay. Go ahead and roll your damage. That'll be a D8 plus four for the longbow. And then because you had advantage on that roll, you get your sneak attack, which is two more D6. D8 plus what? Uh, 1d8, 1d8, and 2d6 plus 4 damage. Alright. 1d8, 2d6 plus 4. Alright, so 5, 6, 7, 8, 12. Excellent. All damage. Uh, and the harpies, uh, it is still their turn, so they, they continue down, and uh, two of them land right there next to Everett. One on One on either side, he's basically flanked right now. So they lash out with their claws. Ooh, that is not a great roll. So the first one swipes out with its claws and he just ducks out of the way. He's nimble, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next one, I couldn't see what that was and I already picked it up. So uh, the next, ooh, the next one is a hit though. And uh, poor Everett's going to take ooh, minimum damage on both both dice, so that's only going to be three damage. Uh, but he does get a slash, just a a light slash, and uh, it's actually his turn. So he, uh, let's say he's about, he's probably about twenty feet away from you right now. So mm-hmm. he is going to um, he is going to use his action to disengage, uh, stuff the uh, the the cloth down into his ears, and he runs up and uh, gets down next to you, and that's going to be his full turn, so it's back to your turn. Alright, I see him fiddling with his ears, I'm like, oh! Kind of, kind of shoved the cloth in my ears as well. i that could be your bonus action to do that. Okay, and then I will take aim at the harpy that I have already winged with the arrow, and I am firing at her, but it looks like I have only rode a 12. No, wait, 13. Is that enough to hit? Uh, is that a total of 13? Yeah. Either way, uh, yeah, that is actually enough to hit. Okay. And that would, I guess it would be just a D8 now. And that plus would be four. plus four. So it would be 10 damage. It's a good hit. It's actually a really good hit for not having the uh, the sneak attack. Yeah, I rode uh, six. Excellent. So uh, 
Let's see. And I am also using a Easy Roller Dice Cup from EasyRollerDiceCup.com. Uh huh. On my Casper mattress while I sit here in my me undies. <laughs> so uh, with the the uh, cloth pushed into your ears, you're basically you basically can't hear. Uh, it's pretty pretty deafened. But the one of the harpies down there, twenty feet below you, you see its mouth start moving. What you you kind of recognize as a song, but because you have cleverly uh, stuffed your ears with cotton, uh, you don't have to make a saving throw or anything. The uh, song doesn't seem to affect you, and the harpy uh, looks kind of confused and and shouts something at her sister. Uh, the next one flies up, and uh, the one that you've already heard uh, flies up behind you, Adam, and goes ahead and uh, is going All to right. take a swipe with her claws. That is that's only a ten to hit, so believe that misses, does it not? Uh, trying to figure out how I base that on its armor class. Is armor it not? class, yeah, I got, yeah, fifteen. So I got okay. And then with a, uh, a timber in its other arm, it goes in and takes another swipe at you. And that is, ooh, man, that is only going to be an eight. So that misses definitely. All right. So it sounds like it's our good friend, the uh, halfling turn. It is. Let's see. What is he going to do? He is going to go ahead and uh, he uh, speaks a word you don't understand and, and makes a sign with his hand again. And a uh, little pillar of flame kind of shoots towards the ground right at that harpy. Oh, that is. Let's see. Uh, ooh, that fails. So the harpy had to make a, a dex check and that failed. So it takes D8 of radiant damage. Ooh, that is six radiant damage. Very good. Uh, Adam, it's now your turn. All right, so I guess this a harpy that's flown up next to me is not looking too damn well. Not great. I wonder how well she would look if she had a blade shoved through her. So, uh, you know, I guess dropping the bow for a moment, pulling the... Well, no, the bow actually does more damage, I think, anyway. I'll just draw another arrow. She is within melee of you, though, so you would make that attack at disadvantage. So if okay. you'd rather get out your short swords. Yeah, I'll just grab my short sword then. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and swing at her. And that is a 13. Not yep, rolling that, super high. That will hit. And it was a D6 on this. Is it D6 plus 4 or just D6? I'm trying. Plus 4. Okay. D8 damage. Ooh. Wait, she is not looking great. Let's see. Yeah, no, she does not look so great. Uh, you can make an offhand attack with the other short sword if you want and use your bonus action. That sounds uh, wonderful. Yeah, if you right. hit, it'll only be the 1d6. You don't okay. get the plus 4 on the offhand attack, but... That's row to 13 as well. I'm Ooh. rowing nothing but 9s. That so. will hit. Alright, so d6 and I row to 6. Ooh, nice. Yeah, no, that uh, that attack uh, that attack definitely hits you take that sword and you actually manage to shank that harpy she is dead <laughs> and uh you you met you see her shriek but you don't really hear it so much and uh she slumps down the stairs and falls off the side and tumbles off the rock into the water below all right and uh how does her sister react to this i'm sure it's not well uh it's actually her turn now so she uh kind of shrieks and uh, again, you can't hear it, but you can see it. And uh, that harpy uh, flies directly towards you. 
And uh, is going to go ahead and do the same. Uh, it's going to go ahead and attack. Ooh, that's bad. That's only a that's only a five. And then the club is a fourteen. Fifteen to hit. So, a miss and a miss. And they're rolling. What was that? Ex- what was that expression that uh, Blade used? Like motherfuckers trying to roller skate up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seemed like it. They're bad at they're bad at killing defense or semi defenseless people. So they're well, very defensive people. I hope that my uh, amazing show of blademanship not only has impressed uh, Everett, but not enough to make him think that I'm a thief or anything uncommon like that. <laughs> but uh, And uh, maybe he will uh, do some rousing thing to impress me. Yeah. Uh, so the harpy flew up 20 feet to get to you. She's going to go ahead and uh, she's going to fly away another 20 feet. But you get to make what's called an attack of opportunity. So you get to basically rolling an attack for free because she's leaving your your uh, threatened square. Is, is that the would term. be a, a 19. Mm. Excellent. Roll that damage. All right. It says it's just straight D6 plus 4 or just D6? Uh, D6 plus 4. Okay. So that would be 10. I guess. <laughs> Roll to 6. Nice. Uh, Everick's turn. He's going to do the, the same sacred flame. And ooh, that time she just kind of... Uh, She's flying at this point, just like swoops out of the way, does like a barrel roll. The, the fire just swishes past her. Uh, it's your turn again. She's about 20 feet away. I guess I'll take my bonus action to, you know, bow, put the blades back up, I guess. Uh, yeah, you can, you can stow it. Well, I'll say you can just stow them and draw the, the bow as just a regular just okay. part of your attack. Okay, and then I will uh, go ahead and just fire a shot at her. Looks like it would be a 16. Ooh, that definitely hits. All right, so it'd be D6 plus 4, or maybe D8 plus 4, and that would uh, be yeah. 7 damage. Very good. Uh, then, unless you have any anything else you want to do. I don't really think I can at the moment. Uh, I guess I'm kind of, as we're doing this, I'm trying to... Like kind of sidestep a little bit and slowly walk up the steps. So I'm gonna get every like let's get inside, let's get inside. Okay. Yeah, you you still have your thirty feet of movement that you can use on your turn. So um yeah, I'll say you can you get about halfway through the courtyard. Uh and then the harpy uh flies another forty feet uh and swoops down below the walls to the nest. Uh and Everick follows with you now. Um and we'll say I won't I won't necessarily keep the initiative order because the harpy has fled. Uh, but you guys can continue on to the door. You did really good back there. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. you really mean that? Yeah. yeah I, it's I, these things are really nimble and like, um, like I just I just got lucky. Like I was really impressed. Like if it's been oh. raining and stuff like that. Like oh, you shot that one a, a bunch and then stabbed the other one. I, I, I you killed I, one. I hate birds. Like I got chased as a child. My mother had a hen house, and every time I'd go feed them, the goddamn things would chase <laughs> after me. I mean, for a moment, I was back there. Oh, what an oddly specific grudge to hold for your entire life. <laughs> <sighs> we got this. We got this. So it was. Let's go in. There's this orc. He's wearing octopus armor. I know it sounds weird, but that's gross. Yes, it is. But he was killing the sailors on the boat. My crew, my brothers. Slight pause. That son of a bitch. Indeed, I'm sure there is a bitch. Like, okay, so <laughs> we'll, we'll get him. 
So as I do my pep talk, like I tell you what, like we as we're doing this banter, I'm kind of trying to read him and see if he's playing me. Okay, uh, make an insight check. All right. So insights. So that would be okay. Got it. So I got a plus one to that. Mm, well, it looks like I just rolled a six, so seven. Mm. So hard to really, hard to really tell. You, uh, you know, you can't, you can't quite get a read on him. I like him, but that—that's kind of what bothers me. <laughs> so, uh, in front of you on that that stone plateau, though, you uh, you see the wooden doors to the lighthouse. Uh, they have rusty iron hinges and handles, as well as decorative lightning bolts carved into the doors. Uh, yep, just ornate, somewhat somewhat ornately carved. Not not too fancy. It is a lighthouse, after all. But wooden do doors. Think, do you think this lightning bolt is more of a warning? I I don't know. Maybe. Can I detect traps? Uh, that would yeah, that would be a perception check. All right. So I got a plus three on that. Twenty-three. Ooh. So that was a net. That was a natural twenty, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Excellent. Yeah. No. Yeah. You like run your blade along the base of the door, up the middle of it, uh, around the hinges and everything. Uh, look through the the keyhole carefully. You don't see really any sign of traps. In fact, the door doesn't even seem to be locked. Hmm. They're not expecting us. Okay. Good. Um, so I think we're good. So we're going to go in here and maybe we should lock the door when we get in there in case that asshole is out. But ah, Oh, well, we'll just go on. So I'm just kind of rattling myself and I walk off and I'll leave Everett standing there as I open the door and step into the, uh, the lighthouse. He kind of like raises an eyebrow while you talk to yourself, and then as the the door like starts to close, he like scrambles to run run in, and uh, like kind of pulls it closed behind him. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and say at this point, I'm kind of doing the dual dual wielding blade since I, I imagine close quarters in the lighthouse would not be conducive to longbowmanship. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And so yeah, uh, you you guys close the doors behind you, and uh, you enter what appears to be a foyer. A fifteen foot, uh, fifteen foot high, which is a hard five words to say. Apparently, um, fifteen foot high room. Uh, let's see, there's a dirty window in the south wall, and from it you can see a couple of ships' masts jutting crookedly from the water, and there is a see, a door on the uh, south side of the room, a couple of feet over from the window. And then another one on the northwest side of the room. Hmm. Everett, I feel like I've been drinking a eight point six percent alcohol drink at the moment, and it's just. A, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a little addled. Uh, That's oddly specific. <laughs> I, 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 these numbers come to me. What are we looking for again? Like, like of yours? What are you missing? I'm not missing anything. We got to find that shell. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure while oh, we're looking for stuff. So you said there was a window. What else is there again? Uh, there's a window on the south side, a door uh, about 10 feet away from it, closer to the uh, door to the actual foyer on the south side. You're currently on the east side of the room. And uh, across from you on the uh, the northwest side, which would be kind of like 2 o'clock to you if you're facing the way you came in the door. Okay. So there's no stairs going up to the top of the lighthouse or anything like that? Uh, no, not in this room. 
Okay, so is there a way to lock the door that we've walked into? Uh, I'll say there is a, I don't know, maybe you could bar it from the inside with a little bit of debris, maybe. Yeah, hey, there's just three of them. I was just, uh, but I was actually thinking of maybe trying to rig it up a little bit to where it would make noise if someone opened it. So what I am going to do is I had like that length of rope I mentioned earlier that I picked up. So basically what I would like to do is just, is there like a desk or a lamp or something like that? Basically I'd just like to take the rope tied to one end of the door and then like make a noose and put it around like a lamp or a lantern or something like that to where when the door opens, it will pull that into the floor. Yeah. I think you can find something, uh, something that would make noise. Yeah. You, you could rig something up. Okay, uh, make a slight of hand check. Slight of hand check. Okay. It would be 24. Road an 18. Ooh, very good. Yeah. So you, you kind of rig together a little, uh, well, not, trap but a little alarm yeah and exactly. uh and every kind of looks at you he's like which which way do you think we should I, go i think we should go to the door but i'm gonna creep over there and listen and see if i can hear anything so as i as i whisper to the gm i hope it's also a good uh may uh, method of conveying to the audience at home but yeah so i would I'm going to walk over to the door and uh, on the opposite side, and uh, I'm going to kind of try to creep up on it to where I'm not, it's not obvious that I'm approaching. I wrote a, uh, that would be sneak, I guess, or stealth. Uh, if I'm sneaking yeah, up if you're on trying the door. to be unheard, yeah, stealth would be. So I wrote a 21, and then I'm going to listen to the door. Okay. Let's say make a perception check then. Okay. Perception. Uh, that was not so stellar. I wrote a C plus perception. Oh, I wrote a fourteen. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, you you put your ear to the door and you hear um mainly almost what sounds like a heartbeat. You can't tell if it's again in your your own ears so much or not. If it's your own beating heavier, but you hear like a a low soft heartbeat. I, I'm gonna kind of sit, like wave over every guy. Everick has similarly got his ear to the door at the south side of the room. He's like, I don't hear anything. I hear, it, it, it sounds like a throbbing, like a heartbeat. And I can remember, because I'm a sailor, and I can remember because I was at the top cut, uh, freeing up the mast, because I do that, because I'm a sailor. And like there was this green light. It was on the horizon, and it was pulsing like a heart. Like I, I, don't, I don't know what we're going to see when we open this door. But maybe we should go in there one at a time. Okay. So I am going to look at him in paper, rock, scissors. So okay. Was this odd? You want to or even for that? Uh, yeah, we're going to roll a d6. And, uh, All right, we'll roll a d6. So I am rowing a you can pick six. odds or evens. I rolled a six. I didn't even call it, though, shit. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you call it and then re-roll? All right, I will call odd, and I wrote okay. even. Shit, so I gotta go in. Uh, that's so, a one, yeah. So, after you, I guess. So, so for those of you at home, it's like imagining. Damn it! All right, so I am going to. Um, is there a mirror, or do I see anything reflective in this room? Uh, maybe there's like a piece of glass on the ground that you could. Are you talking like you could use to peek around into the room? Yeah. 
because I'm I, the green light sticks with me, and it, I can rem- that's the last thing I remember, and I don't trust myself with it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'll take a piece of glass and I'll like to try to crack the door open and kind of angle it to where I can kind of view and reflect to see like a reflection of what's in the room. Yeah, there's like glass around by that that window to the south has been like blown out by a storm. And there's okay. Some bits of glass, and you managed to find a pretty decent sized one, and you can kind of use it to look around. And uh, through the crack in the door, you see uh, what looks like another door um, on the northeast side of that room, and some stairs leading up. It's a cylindrical room. It looks like the tower that leads up to the top of the lighthouse. I will um, kind of still keeping the glass kind of in my hand a little bit loosely. I'll look at everything and go, there's stairs in this room. I've got this. So I'll go ahead and I'll go. I get, fuck it. I'll drop the glass and I'll pull, pull out both swords and kind of cautiously creep in that room and look around. And if there's nothing of importance there, I'll go ahead and make my way to the stairs. Okay. Do you, uh, do you like motion Everett with you or? Yeah. I, I'll okay. go first since like I lost, obviously. Yeah. He, uh, he kind of follows behind with his little shield out. He's like kind of looking up from behind it. And follows you up the stairs, and the stairs, uh, let's see, uh, they lead up about 20 feet. It's kind of a spiral uh, with an ornate stone railing, and it climbs up to uh, basically a landing uh, with another door next to it. Uh, you come up, and there's a door on your right, and stairs leading further up. Hmm. And you can you can hear that heartbeat sound audibly now. From above me, I assume. Mm-hmm. I kind of look up. I'm kind of trying to be cautious. I look up, point to the, uh, you know, point up with my sword. And then I kind of put my fist with the blade in my hand, you know, over my heart. And kind of like as a out back in, like boom, 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 boom. And I look at like, uh, ever curiously. He, he nods and he's like, oh. Hmm. And there's you hear, you hear uh, what sounds like rain now and uh, the sound of lightning. Crashing the lightning sounds close too. Okay, we will go ahead, and uh, I'm going to listen to the door that's on this floor, and uh, so I'd like to examine it. And if it is okay, I will probably go ahead and take a look in it because we're looking for the shell. Maybe it's on this floor. Yeah, uh, that door. As uh, you get close to it, it kind of you hear the rain louder. It it seems like it leads to the outside. And uh, if you peek through, you see, uh, you see basically a um, uh, more or less a rooftop to the majority of the rooms that you already were in. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's a, uh, a lightning rod outside to the to the south section. There are low walls around the perimeter. The lightning rod look it's about ten feet tall. It's wrought iron, uh, reaching out towards the sky. And it runs actually through the floor and looks like it goes down into a room below. Okay. Hmm. I'll go ahead and close the door and go, I guess we're going up. And then I'll uh, try to make my way on up to the top then. I guess as stealthily as possible. Okay. And that uh, that cloth, did you take that back out of your ears, I assume? I would have assumed that so once I got into place, yeah. Okay. So the, the th- if, if honestly... Now that you mentioned it, if it's if it's if the closer I get, if it's boom, 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 I'm probably putting it in my ears to 
reapplying it just to kind of keep out. I can't hear anything anyway over the throbbing of that, so I don't see the point in having to hear it, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, you uh, you continue up the stairs. They lead up another uh, 20 feet, and uh, the further you get uh, at the uh, that landing, you, you start seeing green light flash down those stairs. Uh, it's pulsing semi-regularly at this point. And you can almost, the further you get up, you can almost feel like a, a heavy bass audio, like the way it like thumps in your own chest. Yeah. You can, even though you can't quite hear the the heartbeat, you can kind of feel the the noise of it. Let's see. And uh, you you climb to the top of the stairs. Uh, at the pinnacle, uh, it's basically a beacon you can see now. Uh, it's not really an enclosed room. There's a uh, narrow walkway topped with an iron railing. Three open archways allow pulsing green light to spill westward over the sea. Uh, so, and it it is blinding if you look at it. Ooh, I would definitely. What is it again? Let's make it all the light. What does it look like? The scene again? Uh, through the through the flashes, uh, you actually see floating about five foot off the floor a heart ten times the size of a normal heart and it you can see as it beats that flash of light flies out and you have to turn away it's it's so bright and you hear another crash of lightning i think this is a problem Everick. what the hell is that can you even can you even hear me with that i'm sorry i can't hear you with this shit in my ears <laughs> so <laughs> two two D characters going what <laughs> what <laughs> each other oh shit so it's hard to see as there, and there doesn't appear to be anyone else around hmm not at the moment but the uh the heart starts beating faster and faster i would like to throw my jacket over it okay that may be uh, a bad idea well why don't you first make a perception check all right that's 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 for the bad idea i got you and to see Apparently, I wrote a seven, so it seems like a great idea, really. Let's see. It's not like I'm trying to run off with it. I'm just trying to, like, so I can see what I'm doing. I'm just throwing the, the coat that I had over top of it. Not a bad idea, but uh, but uh, you... Ooh, that's bad. It was a bad I idea. am rolling like trash. Uh, so, uh, you, though... What's your armor class again? Fifteen. Ooh, then that attack just hits, and you feel you feel claws rake against your back. Son of a bitch, bastard! And that's gonna be one, four. Uh, that's gonna be five points of slashing damage to you. As uh, what you uh, you you turn and you see a harpy uh, that has that has flown up there. Uh, you can go ahead and roll initiative. Yeah, you bitch. All right. Um, I have rolled. Let's see, my initiative is plus four, so I got an eighteen. Excellent. That is very high. Excuse me while I roll for <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> Excuse me while I kiss the sky. All right. So uh, to no one's surprise, an 18 goes first. All right. Well, I would like to stab her with my sword. Okay. And I have rode a 19 plus 6, so it's a 24. Oh, that hits. So that's a D6 plus 4. You're rolling like hotcakes. 
I, you know, see, see zeros are dice cups, so it would be if it's D6 plus four, it's nine damage. Very good. As, am I allowed to do the offhand as well? Yes, with your bonus action, you, you sure can. All right, that was a 10, though. I think I missed it. Uh, no, a 12. It would be a 12. Excuse Ooh, me. a 12 does hit, though. Okay, shit. I was doing math. I rolled a 6 on the D20, but I didn't add my 6 self. I would like to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how to play. I haven't played D&D since 19... Well, I played last week, but I typically haven't played D&D <laughs> since 1999 and stuff like that. So I didn't do the level up, and Ethan goes, maybe you should put two points for my level four bonus kind of deal into stealth so you can get a plus six on stuff. And that has been great. Thank you. So that would be four additional damage to the harpy with the offhand. Okay. Very good. Uh, let's see. Then, ooh. Then from the uh, the doorway behind you, uh, you see the the same half work step out, and uh, you still have that cloth in your ears, don't you? Yes, I do. You, he's uh, kind of monologuing dramatically, <laughs> and you can't seem to hear what he's saying. But you imagine it's pretty, pretty interesting. So, and then he, you kind of see like a crackle. He has these two bone claws on either arm and you see a, a crackle run down the both of them uh, and he kind of like points them out towards you <laughs> and uh you're gonna need to go ahead and roll a dexterity save before i roll a dexterity save i go what <laughs> <laughs> fuck ethan i just wrote a three so it'd be a six with my dex then mm, you take so it'd be nine damage. overall nine nine dex check i'm sorry mm, that's gonna be wow really yeah, it sucked. I wish I could lie to you right now. No, I I mean from the uh the die roll on forty six, that's gonna be five damage as a uh, a lightning bolt springs out of the uh those claws that just like strike the stone right next to you and uh you you feel the lightning, but that's a one, a one, a two, and a one on forty six. So so I could like theoretically you could like took me down to two health points from what I had and like. I could have been worse, that's for sure. Uh, that's a pretty low roll. But, um... <laughs> so it explodes next to him and he staggers back and, like, you know, swatting it like it's like the exploded rock on him. And he, huh? <laughs> so, uh, I would like for my little buddy, my little Gilligan, if you will, to uh, do something. Yeah. Um, so, Everett will go ahead and uh, how many uh, hit points are you down? I am down 10. Uh, he is going to go ahead and he's going to cast a spell. And he is going to cast... Uh, let's see. Uh, he's going to go ahead and cast Cure Wounds on you. This would be wonderful. So you're going to go ahead and get back... Uh, it's going to be 8 points of healing to you. So you get 8 HP back. Okay. And let's see. Then the uh, now the Harpy goes ahead and takes its turn. And... Uh, it, it begins singing again, uh, which you you don't seem to really give a shit about because you can't hear anything. Everick, on the other hand, uh, is going to go ahead and roll a wisdom save. Uh, ooh, and he fails, and he uh, he kind of uh, has he's had his shield up, has been peering over it, and his arm kind of kind of relaxes, and uh, let's see. He uh, kind of starts walking towards the the harpy uh, with his arm with his arms at his side, and you you seem to think he's been charmed by that song. 
Oh. And it is now your turn. I know something that will probably uncharm him from this song. It's her uh, death rattle. <laughs> so I am going to... I would like to tackle the orc and take care of that problem, but um, his health seems a little more issue, so I'm going to attack. <sighs> Road of one. Ooh. So Everett's in the way. Are you... Uh, that was you taking a swing with your sword or the bow? I was I was going to take a swing with the sword. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you're the one who said Everick was in the way, so uh go ahead and roll some damage on Everick. Oh shit. D six D six damage. Let's put the plus four. Okay. Uh and you can go ahead and make an offhand attack though if you want. <laughs> Fuck you, Everett, go for part. <laughs> <laughs> Not on him. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's a will eleven hit. Uh, eleven is just enough to hit. Okay, that would be five. So the hard five. I'm <laughs> just like a tornado of just yeah. blades. Yeah, that's right. Just swinging wildly. Let's see. So then uh, that means the the orc goes now, and uh, he is going to see. So the situation right now, the uh, the harpy, you and Everick are are standing by the uh, the railing there. And uh, the half-orc runs forward, and he's going to go ahead and take a uh, swipe with that clawed gauntlet. Uh, probably you. That's going to be... That's only a 11 to hit. 15 armor class. Nice. And his next swing... Ooh, his next swing is a 1. Uh, so you you duck out of the way, and that, that swing goes right towards that harpy's face. That's going to be... <laughs> Give me seven more damage to that harpy. Which is she, is she still standing? Damn, uh, she is, but she does not look great. <laughs> uh, you also managed to notice, by the way, on on one of those the, her claws, you do see a a ring, a pretty shiny ring on it. But that's neither here nor there. I don't know why we're worrying about that. It's Everett's turn. Yeah. Uh, so Everett's got stuff to do. Uh, actually, he's got a uh, saving throw to make. Once again, ooh, yeah, no, he passes that easily, and he kind of shakes his head and uh, let's see, can he do anything with a bonus action? He can. He's going to go ahead and uh, he's going to cast Shield of Faith on you, uh, so right. you get a plus two bonus to your AC while he ooh. is able to concentrate on that. Uh, you know what? I like his little buff guy. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, and then. Uh, it's actually the Harpy's turn, and she is a little bit focused on Everett after that little display. So, that is, ooh, that hits. That definitely hits. Uh, oof. That is seven damage to Everett from the claws, and he is going to have to make a check to keep concentrating on that Shield of Faith spell. Let's see, that was damage. So, this would be a DC 10. Oh, and he rolls a 16, so he his concentration remains. Uh, oh. But she follows up with a club attack, and that does hit as well. Be another two points of damage to Everick. Uh, so he gets a real one-two punch. Oh, and he passes the, the concentration again. You uh, know what? So I, feel, I feel really guilty that I've stabbed the shit out of him. Just yeah, he's, that out there. he's not looking amazing right now. All right. I, I he is. Hmm. Okay. So I guess it's my turn. 
Yes, and that that heartbeat is now even even more frequent. That light flashes even quicker. I'm going to kill the harpy. Quit hurting my friend. So that would be a twenty-four. Ooh, that'll hit. Wait, was that a net? No, it wasn't a net twenty. No, no, it would have been that twenty. All right, so that would be d6 plus four. That would be seven damage with the primary uh, action. Now you can go ahead and roll uh, 2d6 for your sneak attack because that harpy is within five feet oh, okay. of Everick. Oh, that's right. So that would be six total. It would be a four and a two. Excellent. Let's see. Ooh. Yeah, no, that's that's it for the harpy. You've, you've really, uh, really done it now. So yeah. at, after she falls dead, I'm gonna kind of pull, take one ear and pull the the cloth out of my ear and say, look at the orc and say, "What were you saying?" <laughs> the orc says, uh, "I am the wrath of an angry god, but you have a purpose yet to serve." Oh, now I'm gonna use my follow up action, or can I use my follow up attack or not on that? Uh, let's see, he. Probably not. Yeah, no, he's within five. I'd say you you could move up to him even if he wasn't. So yeah, you can use your your follow up attack. Yeah. So well, my anger gone. I'm just running. I'm dashing at him. So and that's fuck. That's nine overall. So I'm sure he's got a better armor class than nine. Yeah, and actually that light flashes so brightly, you're gonna have to make that attack at disadvantage. So you'll have to roll again and take the worst of those two results. Okay. So nine versus eighteen. So I'll take the nine, I guess, or yeah. nineteen. Excuse me. No, you'll take the worst of the two. So, so the nine, yes, will uh, will miss. He like kind of sidesteps it, and uh, it's actually his turn now. So he is going to go ahead and uh, he he chants something in Orcish, and uh, you will need to let's see how this works. You'll need to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay, twelve. Well, uh, ooh, that is the number to hit. Uh, so you, uh, you will take half damage, but you are not. You Wait, are not I also have. Well, th- that doesn't do anything with the armor spell. He's doing that bypasses it, right? Yes, uh, that is. Yeah, it's not an attack roll. It's a save or suck, as they say. So, uh, but you do take half damage from this, and you are not thrown by the thunder wave. So that's gonna be. Uh, so half of that would be four points of thunder damage. Okay. And then it is uh, Everick's turn. And he's actually going to go ahead and uh, he's going to heal himself. Wise choice. That's going to be... Uh, he He kind of calls out. He's like, this is all I got. Uh, you, you get the sense that he cannot cast any more spells for the day. So that's going to be another be eight points off of his damage. So he looks much... Much better. And uh, just go downstairs. I'll get you when I kick this asshole's ass. <laughs> Did I say ass? It's okay. That thunder was pretty loud. You might be concussed. <laughs> uh, and it is uh, your turn. Okay, is my turn. So I um how close? All right. So he's blocking my access to the actual um, beating heart, right? Uh, I'll say right now, you guys, there's like a uh, uh, iron like guardrail, basically where the heart is floating up there. So 
you guys are kind of adjacent to it. He's not necessarily blocking you right now. I tell you what I would like to do. I would actually like to try to maneuver as like I start to engage him. I would like to try to maneuver where my back is to it and he is facing it. So he, I'm trying going to try to work him I, ideally into a disadvantage. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. So would uh, for my primary attack to be to give him disadvantage. That doesn't sound like necessarily as much of an attack as it is a uh, maneuver. So what kind of role would I do for that? Uh, interesting. I'll say you can make an acrobatics check to uh, like faint maybe and try and get him to sidestep so you can re-maneuver. Well, that would be 23. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, easily. You uh, you make a feint to his his left with that uh that short sword and he he ducks out of the way and you move in and you have now kind of switched positions about 45 degrees and so he is now facing the heart uh it is his turn he's gonna take another swipe at you with those claws uh but he will do so with disadvantage so ooh, the first roll was a seven and the next was an 18 so the uh yeah at disadvantage definitely helpful I assume I've also lost the uh, prayer bonus as well since uh, the mage has exited comment. I mean, combat or do I? Uh, well, he hasn't. He hasn't really fled yet, and that I think has a range. So you you do have that bonus still. Um, okay. I think that. Oh yeah, it lasts up to ten minutes. Okay. So it doesn't really have a the range is like sixty feet. So even if he runs, you'll still get that until he loses concentration. So. Uh, it is now actually Everick's turn, and uh, he he runs up behind the uh, he runs right up behind the uh, half orc. He's like, "I'm not going anywhere," and he goes ahead and he he takes a swipe with a with his mace. Uh, I don't know, that does not hit though. And it's back to your turn. Adorable. All right. Uh, well, my first attack was a ten. Does that hit or does that miss? Uh, a ten does not does not hit. All right, I will do a follow up action and attack again, and that would be a yeah, that would be a twenty, not nat, but a twenty. So that'll definitely hit, and you can get your sneak attack on that. So two more d six. All right, d six. So so it'd be four plus like or so I wrote two twos and and that plus four on top of that for the uh yeah. So basically, you would roll three d six total. Okay. Eight damage. Very good. Uh, it is then the uh, the half orc stern. Uh, you you can see by the way the cavity where his heart used to be. Ooh. He, uh, oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> As he mutters another uh, enchantment, and you're going to need to go ahead and make another Constitution saving throw. All right. As does Everett, who I got eighteen. That will pass, so you will take half damage, unlike Everick, who did not pass, and uh, will take full damage. That is 3 plus 7 is, uh, that's 10, so you'll take 5, uh, but Everick will take 10 damage. And uh, you are not moved, but Everick is, is blown back about 15 feet and sort of rolls on the stone floor. Does he lose concentration? Uh, that's a good question. Let's find out. That's a nat one. So he does. You you feel that, that shield of faith dissipate. 
but Everick is still conscious, but he looks fairly rough. Uh, it is your, uh, no, sorry. It is uh, Everick's turn, and he, uh, lying on the, the ground there, he reaches up, and he's going to, uh, he's going to cast Sacred Flame. I point it to Hart. Ooh. I'm, I don't know if I did that quick enough or not for him. That's fine, yeah. Um, and he like he's pointing at the half orc, and then you, as you point to the heart, he like redirects his finger towards the heart. And uh, let's see, is a D eight, yes. Ooh, so he does five points of damage to the heart, uh, and it it beats frantically at that that damage. And the orc, uh, the half orc, uh, howls in pain, hmm. and that light just flashes faster and faster. Uh, it's almost a strobe at this point. Okay. Uh, it is now your turn. All right. I am going to attack, and I know I'm attacking at disadvantage, but I am attacking. How does, how does attack at disadvantage get row twice, take the lowest? Yep, that that's right. I'm just going to pull out 2d20. That sounds like a wise Solid. thing to do. An nice. advanced player move you're already learning so fast. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting there, man. That's right. So it looks like a net 20 was my highest, but a uh, for a heart that's stationary, looks like I rolled a 6 to attack. No, 7. Ooh. You hate to see a net 20 on disadvantage. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that's not quite enough. You, your, your strike at the heart, you, like, twist quickly and, and take a strike at the heart, and that that flare of light just flashes and you right in the eyes and you you shank it off and uh you you just barely miss all right so can i use my alternate attack as well you can you can make an offhand attack offhand attack it looks like it'd be a 10 no wait yeah 10 with disadvantage yes with disadvantage that is the exact number to hit once again so roll damage all right, so it'd just be 1d6 plus 4. So it'd be 7 damage. Uh, you don't actually have the plus 4 for the uh, oh, okay. for the offhand attack. So. Oh, that's right. You're right. So it's just 3 damage. Okay. Yeah, the heart, uh, even more frantically, beats even faster. And the orc looks just enraged at this point. Uh, and it is his turn. He's going to go ahead and he, he chants once again. He reaches down, pounds his fist into the floor, and you'll need to make one last con save. That would be, you see, my con, that'd be 13. Ooh, excellent. That will pass. So you will, again, take half damage. Uh, wow, and that was, uh, let's see, that was 13. Half of that would be six points of thunder damage. Good save, because I rolled pretty well on the damage for that one. So, starting to get a little wear and tear here. I'm at, I'm at half my hit points, a little under half. Everick, uh, let's see. Yeah, Everett goes now, and will once again. Uh, he's going to go ahead and uh, do another Sacred Flame. Let's say that hits. When he does another two points of damage, that heart is uh, there's blood leaking out of it, and uh, blood currently starts leaking out of the empty hole in that half orc's chest where the the heart was, and he's starting to take wounds that you did not deal to him. Uh, it is your turn. With my eyes closed, I can still see the light throbbing. I know where it is. Like, I don't even know if eyes closed even matter, but for narrative purpose, I am going to attack the heart. I am rolling disadvantage with advantage on this, not advantage, and 
fuck a duck. I wrote a two, but that would be with my attack still. Uh, that'd be six, wouldn't it? Let's see, what's my attack? I zoned out. Uh, your plus two attack is plus six. Oh no, way. I take it back. It'd be, it would be four. It'd be it'd be eight damage. I mean eight to hit. Eight to hit. Ooh, not which is not ten. Not ten is what quite. the hit, yeah. Ten is the number, yeah. So, so uh, you can make a bonus action attack. All right, so I will do that. And this is the one where I roll an 18 with disadvantage. So I will go ahead and roll the single die to attack. Looks like I wrote an, a six. Ooh. For the yeah, attack. That's, that's it. You uh, you managed to sink that blade deep into the heart, and it, uh, it shudders, and the light flashes faster, 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 and then goes out entirely. Uh, the orc howls and uh, kind of drops to his knees and you you feel a little bit of a shudder and like lightning runs down his arms but he has nothing left and the in there's a, uh, a almost a low crackle of thunder instead of the the boom of a thunder wave spell and he slumps down on his knees and he is dead uh, and you you do notice tied around his neck on a uh, a chain that uh, conch shell I will go ahead and Lift that from his body, and I'll go ahead and actually search him and see if there's anything worthwhile. Uh, there is uh, a ring of evasion on him, magic ring, and uh, what that does is you, uh, if you fail a dexterity save, in, uh, you still take half damage. If you succeed a dexterity save, you take no damage. Uh, there's also like those that. claws he had on him, his uh, his octopus hide armor. And that's about it. Not a rich uh, hermit in a lighthouse. Yeah. So. Um, and Everick, uh, uh, he kind of looks up. He's had. He, you look over, and he's lying on the ground. He's got a shield over his head, and he like lifts it. He looks up, and he goes, "Holy crap, we made it!" He you, like gets up, and you did such a good job, oh, man. Look, I'm sorry I cut you. Like I was just, <laughs> I was, I was, I was swinging. I was slicing, I was dicing, I was making julienne fries, and I, I got a little uh, carried away there. I do apologize, but oh, like, it was pretty chaotic. It, it was crazy. Wow! Like, thank you, thank you so much. I couldn't have done this without you. And I walk over to the harpy, and I'm gonna look down. Like, I'm gonna take the ring off the harpy's finger, but does the harpy look like the noble lady? Uh, no, but the ring looks like the noble woman's. Uh, ring. Hmm. I will go ahead and uh, I look a little sad. Like I remember Everett. I, I remember. I remember a lady on the ship that uh, wore this ring. The one with the fancy clothes. Yeah, the rich one. Rich people. Uh. I usually think rich people are deeply diseased, but <laughs> no, she probably was. But I didn't get to know her, so I can't say for sure. So I'm gonna pocket the ring. Uh, Let's go ahead, get this conch shell back to the crab raccoon. I mean, he was really a, he's a nice crab. Like, I, we just kind of talk. <laughs> the nicest crab we've ever met. We have. Like, uh, let's, so let's go check it out and see what's going on. I mean, I, my, my schedule's kind of open right now. Like, I, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah, let's get out of here. And he's like, he's kind of inspecting the half organ, like looking at his chest cavity, like, that is gross. It really is. So you guys, you guys make your way back out without uh, any real incident, and uh, the crab uh, he's like kind of waiting there. He's like, 
sort of like moving back and forth. He's like, I saw that light flashing pretty bright. What was that about? Would you believe it? It was an orc's heart. The damnedest thing. Whoa. Whoa, that's pretty gross. He said he was a god, but I wasn't really listening. Hmm, that's pretty weird. Yeah, seems like a sick individual. Is that how you I, find the shell? Oh yeah, like totally got it. this. Look like it holding it up. Yeah, that's the one. Sweet. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you want to hand it to him, or do you want me to hand it to him? Why don't you do the honors? You, you, uh, you flatter me, sir. So I will uh, go cautiously, kind of make my way to where the uh, banshee is. Yeah, and uh, as you approach it, uh, still, it's still like kind of apparating here and there, uh, searching that that cave. And as you get closer, it sort of stops, turns, and like I go. I got Basically, your shell. Every step is like a flash where it like disappears and pops up again. Okay. And like, oh, he's Billy Jean in like the Michael Jackson video. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. For those of you at home, I hope you are imagining a uh, banshee just do, 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 do. I'm sorry. Please continue, Ethan. I fucked <laughs> that up. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, yeah. And you, you present the shell and it sort of reaches out and uh, just barely touches it. And uh, that the, the whole ghostly figure just sort of fades away as it reaches out for the, uh, for the shell. And then from the, from the doorway, you kind of like see Everick and uh, the crab both like leaning in and Everick's like giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> Crab's I like, I owe you a magic item. Dude. You yeah, do. I'll be right back. And he, uh, <laughs> he disappears for about 15 minutes and comes back with a dagger uh, which some some identification would tell you it's a uh, dagger of poison. Uh, that was called a a dagger of venom. Sorry, uh, which I can provide the stats for you if you if we ever come back to this uh, All right. character. All right. So I, this, and the crowd like, so where are you gonna go now? I I'm probably nowhere if I can't get a goddamn boat off this place. Well, you can head inland or wait for a boat to show up. Oh, look, I. That sounds great. Uh, sounds great. I I think um, I just I want to take a few moments to look over my like look and see of all the crew, see if anybody else survived. And uh, then Everick, if you uh, if you if you would care to help me, I just want to see if uh, we can find any other survivors, and uh, perhaps we could uh, go inland and uh, do you need some company. I mean, I I think we like we got this thing kind of going on here, and like it it, it, it feels really good. Like I. I don't know. I, I don't want to impose or anything like that. I think we make a pretty decent team. Awesome. Awesome. So, as we uh, cut ahead, if we cut ahead, unless you have something else to add to that scene, do I actually find the bodies of, uh, you know, Zara, Brecken, and uh, Captain Kenneth? Uh, you find most of them, uh, except for Brecken. Hmm. I'm a little relieved and a little not relieved by that but um i guess i will uh go ahead and continue f- the facade of being a uh, mortared froth trap which is you know totally never gonna lead back to me <laughs> and stuff like that Actually, perfect alias oh yeah perfect no problem uh is there anything else you'd like to add uh no if you guys continue you guys continue inland the uh the basically you you climb back up that that stone face 
and the road faces out in front of you. Uh, the the storm has now stopped, and the sun comes out from behind the clouds. And the end? Question mark? <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, first off, I got I got a few questions for you. Yeah. What was the big variation for uh, D&D 1 to 1 versus uh, regular like Dungeons and Dragons? Like, what so, were that is a good question. Uh, the main thing is that sidekick character. So uh, in the rules guide, there are uh, basically three, di- well, four technically different sidekick archetypes. There is basically a, uh, they call them different names. I can't remember the names of them. I can look them up. But there's basically a warrior, a rogue, a, or a fighter, I'm sorry, a fighter, a cleric, a rogue, and a uh, wizard. Uh, I think they call them like, expert uh spellcaster and uh some something else for the fighter uh and so that's who that's who Everick was he was the spellcaster with the uh cleric archetype on him and then actually this adventure had a little bit of uh a little bit of info for running for a single player where the harpies they say to run one harpy per character including sidekicks so that they took into account other than that uh that's it that's basically it is the sidekick uh, rule. But I haven't taken too much of a look at the other adventures in here. Uh, I'm not sure if they have similar things. They probably do, though, have similar things where they, they give you a little, probably give you a little bit of information on, on enemy encounters based on the number of players. But uh, when I said it wasn't exactly robust, that's what I meant. But they do I like give you, it, though. Uh, they do give you some stats, so you you can level that. I I leveled him up to level four. They give you stats out to like level six, I think, because the starter set goes to level six. So hopefully they expound those a little bit more. But uh, yeah, so that's the uh, the sidekick. He gains a little bit of health and spell slots and stuff as time goes on. So um, but yeah, that's a uh, Tower of Storms is the name of that little uh, adventure out of the book. Dude, I and, had a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun. Appreciate you running. Uh, the uh, I'll tell you a little bit. Take the curtain back a little. The parts that you didn't uh, check out. The uh, let's see. The the first room had a door that would lead out to uh, a temple room that had a an altar to the god the the half orc worshipped uh, Tarnak, who's uh, who you never really uh, discovered anything about. But that altar would have given you a blessing that would have let you cast lightning bolt at uh, third level. Uh, but that didn't happen. And then uh, he was actually, you would normally have encountered him in the room off of the base of the lighthouse. Uh, and you skipped that room too. So instead there was a uh, semi more climactic fight at the top of the lighthouse. So would he have, would the fact that his heart out of, was out of his body, would he have just kept soaking damage unless I was near the heart? Uh, he wouldn't have been uh, immune to damage. Basically he wouldn't have been like immortal but he would not have been able to be killed until that heart was destroyed. Oh, it's a happy accident like my little brother was. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Also, I'm going to move past that little brother comment, but uh, also, <laughs> uh, if you had thrown out the uh, jacket over the heart, you would have uh, negated the light and the disadvantage. So that was uh, a good idea, and you didn't follow through with it. I got stabbed in the back, man. Got sidetracked a little bit, but that's cool. I, Which is life. I really, I really did enjoy this. Uh, 
I like the fact that, you know, narratively you've got the one man who was kind of on my trail, like a little question mark beside his name. Yeah. And I also got the ring of a dead woman in my pocket that if he ever finds me, it's not going to look too damn good. <laughs> uh, I'll say that's worth a uh, hundred gold. That's worth the risk then. I mean, I got to recoup some of my losses. Like, yeah. Also, like that I'm, was, that was very clever stuffing the, uh, like stuffing the, the cloth in your ears. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. That was good. Uh, do you have any, any other questions about the, uh, no, I, adventure? I, I like the simplicity of it because I have, uh, in the past, I ran one game of um, Gumshoe 101 with Aaron, actually. And it, of course, is Gumshoe, but like, you know, Gumshoe basically Trail Cthulhu, which, you know, you play Trail Cthulhu and it's like a totally different system. I like, you know, it's, it's a little simple, but I like the fact that basically, like for D and D, like one to one kind of thing. Like, hey, you're just throwing in a, uh, a sidekick NPC that has a little more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? But a little more uh, like some supplementary abilities. Yeah, to complement what you're what you're lacking and stuff like that. But it was, despite its simplicity, I thought it worked really well. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this was a... I had fun running it. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed playing it. Crab Ragoon was a personal favorite of mine as well, <laughs> like in real life. That was a good That was a good play on words. Um, <laughs> that was, that was a, it's a funny part of the uh, um, of the, the adventure, and I thought I'd just kind of lampshade it a little bit by having him be uh, kind of lean into it. Like, yes, I'm a talking crab, and that's weird. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's kind of a Greg Sozy thing. I can take it. Yeah. I'll uh, I invite that comparison. I resemble that remark. <laughs> well, so. man, I appreciate this. I will uh, definitely uh, think highly, more highly of Dungeons and Dragons. Of course, I never really <laughs> felt like poorly of it, but I, you know, don't be surprised if I start, you know, coming to you. It's like a, like a drug fiend kind of scratching my arm going, Hey man, <laughs> What about that inland? Huh? And I got him hooked. <laughs> yeah, we could continue one on one, or I could. I, I may pitch to uh, the rest of the group a continuation, so we might see what happens. So, uh, for those of you at home, who knows? Stay tuned. Don't awesome. touch that dial. <laughs> and with that, goodbye. Good night. <laughs>